0: Welcome to the second episode of the Nonstop Dan Travel Diaries podcast. I'm sorry it took so long for me to get this out. I just really wasn't so happy with my first recording of this second episode. So I recorded it quite a, like over a week ago, but now it's time to re-record it. I've sort of reflected on what I want this episode to be about. And I really want the takeaway to be that Even if you're in a relationship, if you have a bunch of best friends that you usually travel with, whatever it may be, there are really some virtues and benefits to solo travel that you might not think of at first. Uh, And I know solo travel is scary. I thought it was quite scary before I took my first real solo travel trip across the world last month. I had six takeaways that I wanted to talk to you about uh, that hopefully will give you some insights into what I experienced or what you might experience when solo traveling and what my takeaways were from the experience so if you follow me on Instagram which if you don't please please do you that's where you can keep most up to date with what I'm doing because my Instagram stories are always live and I'm always sharing what's going on in my life um, so I'm just super excited to share with you guys and if you're not watching them you're really missing out so i hope you can basically what you would have seen if you followed me is that in june i spent two weeks volunteering at a dog rescue center in phuket thailand um or like an hour north of phuket so it was a very small place the place where i volunteered was called soy dog it was an incredible experience i just got to spend two weeks taking care of 26 dogs in my run i was in b2 if any of you have been there uh and it was just so magical getting to know these dogs falling in love with them and like getting to realize that even like with animals they can seem to have one personality at first but when you get to know them better they can be so different for better and for worse for example i had this one uh dog who seemed like the biggest fuck boy at first like he was barking and fighting with the dogs in the runs next door so I just kind of I took him for walks like I was supposed to um but I kind of neglected him like I didn't cuddle with him so much whatever um but then not until the second week did I take him to an off-lead area so we had two of these areas where we could take the dogs put them off the leash and just have them run around and play So the dogs, usually when I took them there, they would go wild, kind of ignore me because this is their time to roll around in the grass or swim in the pond, things like that. But this guy, uh, quite a big um, husky type dog, he just walked up to me, put his forehead between my legs, started pushing, and then I started petting his head. So he looks up at me, mouth wide open. So I just pet him, and for 30 minutes... He sat next to me for the entire time we were there, just wanting to be loved. And as soon as I'd stop petting him, he'd look back up at me with those cute, cute puppy eyes. Like, he wouldn't, you know, bark or anything like that. Just look at me like, please, please pet me more. I want love. And, ugh, he just turned into one of my favorites. So I learned so many lessons about creatures in general from these dogs. Um, but, that, okay, that was a big tangent. Let's go back to the six things I learned when solo traveling in Thailand so the first thing that I really struggle with and I always struggle with this like even when my mom would go on business trips from our home in Gothenburg she'd like go to the UK for a few days every month uh, and as I or I guess during my late teens my brother would still be so young so he'd go to stay at my aunt and uncle's but I'd stay a alo- uh home alone I just get really lonely and that happened too like my first days in Thailand I just felt so lonely even though I was around other people. When you come home and you're just you don't have anyone to talk to, even if you have FaceTime or whatever. There's just this feeling that like, wow, I'm all alone here. But after just a few days, the feeling went away and I started liking to be alone. I started enjoying just the quiet times where I could pick up a book or just do my own thing 100% and after I guess I'd say a week, I was really flourishing being alone. Like I was in this routine and I was just killing it. Um, and it turned out to be something I really, really enjoyed. Then the second thing that I learned is that making friends is easy if you make an effort. So obviously you're not going to make friends if you're just sitting around, but when you are doing something social like this, and I've really found that volunteering is such a good way to travel. Like of course you want to make sure it's vo- ethical volunteering because there are so many places that offer really, really bad volunteering where you're harming the local population, you're not leaving a positive mark, you're just paying someone a lot of money to have fun there with other Westerners and it's really damaging. So please make sure you do your research before you go volunteering. But once you've found a good place, uh, I can strongly recommend Soy Dog. They really do everything from the heart. It's completely free, so you do have to pay for your food, um, your accommodation, any type of activities you want. But none of it is provided by Soy Dog. So you have to stay in the town nearby. They come pick you up in a shuttle every morning, um, but the volunteering itself is free. The consequence of that is that it won't really be like when I volunteered in South Africa, for example, that everything is kind of made for the volunteers to always be busy or always have something fun to do. Like when it was raining here at Soy Dog, we just sat around. There was literally nothing for us to do. We could go in with the dogs and pet them, but sometimes they were so wet, it was kind of, I would like breathe in way too much dog hair for my health and feel really sick so I had to go out but yeah just like the volunteering is something you do as an adult you come do your thing no one's like checking on you and in those types of volunteering environments it's truly such a great place to make friends because there are all these other independent travelers there who also share a passion with you so whatever area you decide to volunteer in I love dogs so I couldn't think of a nicer thing to do than spend two weeks or more just cuddling and taking care of dogs. Uh, And the other people there also shared my love for dogs. So we had just that thing to bond over straight away. Then, of course, a love for travel, things like that. And I found out that it's so easy. It also gave me confidence, you know, being in a relationship uh, and having a lot of good friendships from high school or even before that. Um, It kind of has made me wonder in the last years, like, am I good at making friends? Can I do this by myself anymore? And this trip really affirmed that, yes, I can make friends. I'm still funny. I'm still sociable. Like, it just gave me so much new confidence and joy that if I get thrown into the world alone, I know I will make it. I know I can socialize. I know I'm not some kind of uh, secluded freak just because I already have lots of, um, established relationships. You can always make more. The third thing I learned is that being alone with new people in a foreign country allows you to improve your self image because you can change how you describe yourself. You can really try things that you wouldn't do at home or when you were being introduced by uh, a mutual friend, for example. So just to tell you what I did, usually, um, in the context of Sweden or a university, people know a little bit about you already when you meet them or you tell them things that, um, you usually tell people in that setting. So for example, I might tell people that, yeah, I'm a YouTuber and i love to travel and I go to this university. But when I was all alone with these new people in Thailand, I tried telling them other things, you know, to see that, okay, I can make friends with someone, uh, just based on a good sense of humor and, you know, talking about funny stuff. Uh, and that's another benefit of volunteering because usually you're doing quite tough work. Um, and then you have this hilarious thing to bond over with new people. You just talk about your weird experiences with the dogs today or how funny the runkeepers were. It's really, really interesting to see how you can tweak how you describe yourself um, and still make friends that way. And I've kind of already hinted at the fourth thing I learned is that it realizes what truly defines you because you might think that accomplishments or a certain, like for me being very academic or things like that define me. But I realized that when I don't um, sort of start with these points of reference with other people and I instead try other things like a sense of humor um or just talking about traveling or politics or whatever it really made me learn what defines me as a person and that was really really valuable and insightful and i just can't wait to continue my life as a newly defined being and that brings me to my fifth point which is that going through shit together is the best way to bond now i already oh gosh i'm already like mixing all my points but I just think this is such a valuable lesson, and I've realized this in all my travels. For example, in a five-day trek I did in Peru, I went from Cusco via the Salkante trek to Machu Picchu. In these five days, I made closer friendships with a few people than I could make in a year in school. It, like just the struggle that we were going through together, fighting against our bodies, fighting against the weather in these tough conditions, it was such a good way to make friends and have things to laugh about. And honestly, like the same thing when I volunteered in South Africa, and if you've, um, soon I'm going to have out um publish my Draw My Life video, you might be coming to this podcast from that video as well. I don't know. In that video, I speak about how I met one of my best friends, April Lynn, when I was volunteering in South Africa. And What ended up happening was we spent two weeks with her volunteering there, or we met her there. She's Singaporean. And then we were both happened to be going to Cape Town after. So we're like, okay, let's meet up one day and do something, uh, you know. So we met up our first day in Cape Town. And then it just ended up being that every day after that, we met up with her again. So the entire thing just turned into basically a trip with her. And since then, we've met almost like every few months traveling a new place and Our friendship is just so, so strong. Um, And the same thing now in Thailand. I made some incredible friends who I can't wait to visit um, in Australia, among other places. Uh, So, yeah, it's just really exciting to see that. Uh, And the last thing is, which is kind of dark, that when you're alone, or at least when I'm alone, my demons really come out. Like, I start thinking about things that I haven't thought about in a long time. And all these emotions just flood me. um, And it's really just good and healthy to get to meet these feelings. And I guess this is connected to my first point about the loneliness, but just taking a moment to see, okay, I do still have a few emotional issues that I want to deal with. And these have just been pushed away because life has got too busy or I have people who I'm very comfortable with and I don't really get time to just think about myself and what is going on deep inside my head. Um, So this was just such a nice time to deal with those things and remove these blocks that I realize have been really like holding me back in some senses and also just getting to bathe in your emotions. Sometimes it's really nice to get to be emotional. So to summarize the six things I learned from solo travel and that I think a lot of people can really gain from doing it is firstly that loneliness does go away after the first few days or you learn to live with it and almost enjoy it. Um, The second thing is that making friends is easy if you make the effort and just going to on a trip like this, I think it might be different if you're traveling completely alone and not meeting other people. But I do recommend if you are going to solo travel to do something a little more social like volunteering, um, then you can really make good, good friends. Um, Which brings me to my third point that being alone in a foreign country with new people allows you to improve your self-image and tweak and change how you describe yourself in really nice ways. Um, and it's just, it's quite interesting to get to redefine yourself like that, which is my fourth point. Um, you just realize what makes me an interesting person and what can I use on on the most basic level um, to bring other people together. The fifth point that I learned is that going through shit together is really the best way to bond and i've thought about this before but this trip was really the time when i confirmed that this is the truth this is the way to make really close friends especially in a short amount of time and the last thing that i learned is that when i'm alone my demons come out and it's really nice sometimes to get to face them it's healthy and if you're constantly with someone in a relationship or whatever else um it's nice even though it's horrible to be away from that person, it's very healthy to get to face yourself sometimes. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed listening to what I learned during my solo travels. I hope you were inspired to do it as well. And stay tuned for the next episode, which will be out in just a week's time. I promise. Although this video or although this episode is not going up on that weekday. My podcasts from now on will be published every Monday. So now you know when to expect it. Uh, And I have a very, very exciting guest coming up who I can't wait to share with you. But thanks so much for listening. And until I talk to you all next time, fly safe.